Coming up on this special edition of the Goldilocks Zone, we're doing something we've never done before. We're going to spin a yarn, tell a tale. We're going to give you a mystery, the likes of which you've never seen, live on the episode tonight. By the time we're done, we'll have a cast of characters, a multitude of mysteries, and hopefully one wonderful solution at the end. Stick around, because it's time for stories here on the Goldilocks Zone. Let's start. You're entering the Goldilocks Zone, episode number 20, recorded July 30th, 2015. Spinning Yarns and Telling Tales. Hello everybody and welcome to this edition of the Goldilocks Zone. I'm Sean Jennings and I'm joined by the master of mayhem, Mr. Matt Mariani. A lot of alliteration going on there, Matt. How are you doing this week? I'm doing quite all right. I am very ready to tell these tales as I am joined with my co-host, the jester of journeys, the Jennings of journeys, Sean Jennings. That's me. That's you. That's me. That's... I get it. Yeah, I'm a smart guy, uh, Matt. I'm excited for tonight's show. You, you, after when we were off air last week, after we finished up what I thought was a a really fun episode on comic strips, you you said, Sean, I'm really into mysteries right now, and I think we should make our own. And I said, Matt, that is crazy. That is insanity. It's impossible. It can't be done. So guess what we're doing tonight, Matt? We are doing the impossible. We are doing the impossible, living the dream. Uh, we're going to write our own mystery, Matt. Are you excited? Very excited. I am on the edge of my seat. You can't see where my seat is, and especially <laughs> if you're only listening. But I try to ensure, I ensure you, I ensure you that I am on the edge of it. Wow. Excellent. I'm such, ensuring you on that. Such excitement. Um, well, so here's how it's going to work, I think. Now, we're playing this by ear again. This is one of, like the game show episode, we're testing a format we've never done before. Here's how I think it's going to work. It's a little bit of improv. It's a little bit of creative writing. But mostly it's about the mystery. So we're going to develop some characters. They're going to have some adventures. There's going to be some sort of scenario, crime perhaps, that they have to solve or get to the bottom of. And hopefully by the end there'll be a conclusion to the tale. Now this is all improv. It's all off the top of our heads. We're spinning a yarn here. I, I assure you Matt did zero prep and I did minimal prep. So this is all off the top of our I forgot this was even happening. Yeah, see, exactly. So <laughs> um, I, however, did some prep because, like improv, we need some prompts, right? You can't start from nothing, right? Right. You gotta start somewhere. So, I literally put ideas in a hat. Okay, can can you? I don't know if you can hear the ideas shuffling around in there. Mm. And this is they the, sound like good ideas. They and uh, well, I hope they are. So I thought, Matt, the first thing we got to do is set a baseline, a foundation. We have to establish our characters and their normal setting before we put them into our, our mystery situation. Right. Right. Okay, so this is the the careers hat, you see? Careers. Ooh, careers. And so okay. we, we have to give our main uh, protagonist a career. All right? So I'm going to pick a random one out of the hat. Now, I did write all these, but I don't know what one I'm actually picking. I think there's ten careers in here, okay? This is totally at random. Can you feel the excitement, Matt? What do you think the it's going to be? excitement is mounting. What do you think it's going to be? Give me a prediction. Uh, I'm going to say tax analyst. Tax analyst, all right. It is... No, I don't like that one. We're not going to do that one. Uh, <laughs> let's pick a new one out of the hat here. It is a drug dealer. 
Ooh. It is a, our main character is a drug dealer. Now, right. could be a, a hero drug dealer, a bad drug dealer. We don't know, but our main character is a drug dealer. Okay. I'll write that down. All right. On my whiteboard. Uh, that's perfect. So we're going to get rid of this hat. And we have another hat because oh, my there, has to be, there has to be a reason for our character to exist, right? Why are we? Why do we care about this drug dealer? So we have the the uh, our the, the, the <laughs> I, I didn't realize the irony before we went on the air, but the New England Patriots hat is the crimes hat. <laughs> that was purely unintentional, I promise you. Brilliant. And we've got a series of crimes in here. There's a story in there. There, boy, itself. is there. It's, it's, it's a Freudian slip of sorts, Matt. The the crime our drug dealer will have to deal with is a missing person, okay? Someone is missing. Okay, missing A person. missing person, okay? Now, there's one more hat we're going to get to a little later, and that is, that is the lovely fedora here. It's called the starting point, all right? And this is a little bit of a twist to get the story going, but first we have to establish who is our drug dealer, who is missing, Okay, and, and, and why we care about this character, Matt. How do you want to start? Okay, well, right. What we're going to do first is we're going to give the drug dealer a name. Yes. Because every character, you got to have a name, right? That's very true. Okay, well, you know what? First, maybe we should establish if this drug dealer is... In fact, a male or a female. Drug. Okay, that's a good start. Now, I, now, I, I, no, go ahead. I was, I was just gonna say maybe female because there you go. What a twist, right? People exactly. are gonna expect it to be male. I love it. No one would expect our that, female right? drug dealer. <laughs> now, are we thinking kind of like a, a Walter White Breaking Bad kind of hero, but a dark hero character? Are we thinking like a a pretty hardcore, legitimate? Drug dealer, or are we doing like a, a soccer mom in the suburbs who deals pot out of her basement? Drug dealer. I mean, there, there's a lot of ways to go. How how nice or unpleasant gritty do you want to go with this? I think that we should go as gritty as they come. Wow, you want to go aggressive? You want to go like let's the go wire? You want to go for the jugular? Damn. Let's make her a DA, a district a DA attorney who is also so a, drug a drug dealer. dealer? Oh. Wow, that is fascinating. (laughs) And, you know, that's how the missing person could come in, because the missing person is not only a, I don't know, maybe a seller of hers or or a person in her crew, but it's also a case she's on as a DA. Wow. Yeah. Or it's someone who knows her secret. Yes. By day, she's the DA. And by night, she is a drug dealer. A drug dealer, yes. But somebody has been able to lift the veil between both worlds and oh. they and they see how she is operating. Oh, so so now do you is this person threatening her? Is this per, like a blackmail situation? Do you think this person is just going to do it regardless and 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 what's what's the 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 antagonist's motivation? The antagonist is well, I think though I think that motivation is going to have to uh, develop over time. Oh, so we don't know why she's being presumably blackmailed. Yeah, we just I think maybe that that'll is. just that'll that'll happen eventually. We'll get we'll get to that as the story unfolds. Okay. What now? What's our character's name? She needs a name. We can't keep calling her her. Hmm. There's true that. True that. I would like to put out there that her name is. Carlita. Carlita. 
Carlita. Now is that her real name or her drug dealer name? Or that both? would be that would be her drug dealer. Her name. drug dealer name. She goes on the street by Carlita. But she is known to her DA circles as Cassie Thompson. Good. Okay. Like the straightest, most boring name you could think of. District yeah. Attorney Cassie Thompson. At night, Carlita. Notorious drug dealer. What what drug does she deal? She deals strictly in um I wanna say Crocodile. Have you Croc- heard of Crocodile? Yes, I think that's yeah. wow. That is hardcore stuff. That's really hardcore. That's stuff. very hardcore stuff. She's a crocodile dealer. Now, the one piece missing, I think, is our missing person. Now, is that the the person blackmailing her? Or is it a different missing person? Hmm. Different missing person. Different missing person. Now, is the missing person from her DA life or her drug dealing life? Oh, wow. How about neither? How about from her personal life? Okay. So, she like, a, mixes a husband or a boyfriend? How about, in a twist, her brother, Yeah, who she doesn't know is actually not her brother, but her best friend from childhood. What? Who Are she you... only thinks is her brother because of an accident that... <laughs> that mess with her brain i don't know i'm coming up with too many yeah all right back back that up back that up back that up i like it all right a a male is missing he is part of her personal life yeah is it a relative is it a friend a friend a friend a A good friend yes sort of like her friend her sidekick of sorts best childhood friend best childhood friend what is that friend's name cornelius cornelius love it Sold. So let's set the stage here. District Attorney Cassie Thompson. By day, a district attorney putting criminals behind bars, but at night, she is known on the streets as Carlita. She sells crocodile to people on the street. Now, she has two major events going on in her life. One, she's being blackmailed by a mysterious figure who is threatening to expose her secret. On the other hand, her childhood friend Cornelius has vanished. Wait, I want to change his name. Okay. Dylan. Dylan. Love it. Dylan is missing. And she has to get to the bottom of it using all the skills she's learned as both a DA and a drug dealer. Okay. All right, Matt. Are you ready for the final hat? I'm ready. In here are a bunch of plot points, okay? And we're going to use this to start the actual story, okay? We got our foundation. We're going to pick one out of here. Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm not going to look. I promise. ready for this. All right. And out of the fedora, an explosion. What? An explosion rocks the courthouse. An explosion has to happen. All right. Well, okay. Where does the explosion strike? Is it the courthouse or her her drug den where she manufactures crocodile? She doesn't manufacture it. She sells it. She sells it. Okay. The explosion is actually going to... I like the the courthouse. The courthouse. Okay. We'll run with that. She's she's uh, uh, presenting a case. Someone is testifying. Boom! Big explosion. Rocks the courthouse. Debris everywhere. Smoke. The fire alarm going off in the background. She she stumbles herself awake 
then what happens? Oh, man. Okay. Cassie Thompson thinks to herself, am I alive? Am I still dreaming? And maybe in the rubble, in, in the smoke, in the haze, she's disoriented, right? She, 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 her ears are ringing. And in the distance, what does she see? Her friend who's missing. Her childhood best friend walk by in the distance. Now, she can't be sure it's him. But, God, it uh, sure looks like him. smoke obscures her vision. Exactly. She she's doesn't not know. not entirely sure. Is it a hallucination? Is it real? But she can taste blood in her mouth. It sure looks like her missing friend. Mm. Mysterious. I love it. All right. right. What next? Point. If you If you were Cassie Thompson, what would you do next? You've got a, a blackmailer. You've got a missing friend who you may have seen at the site of a giant explosion. What do you do next? First thing I'm doing is I, I want to survey the scene. I want to see who is around me that I know of that is alive. Who's alive? You want to look for sure clues. I got people you. People are alive. Yeah. Because I lived through it. So... All right, we're going to look around. We're going to look around the destroyed uh, courthouse. Okay, looking around. And what looking do around. we see? What do we see around us? What do we see? Well, uh, we see uh, 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 bodies strewn. We see uh, uh, people stumbling to get up. A collapsed mm-hmm. wall, perhaps. Okay. All right, so we do we see, is the judge alive? Uh, or is he dead? The judge is uh, alive, sure. Okay, we're going to run over to him. We're going to help him up, him up off the ground okay, or wherever he's in the rubble. And we're pulling him up. And we're yes. going to say, we're going to say, are you okay, Justice Christopherson? Yes. No, he has a German accent. He's from, he's Christopherson. He's from, he's from Germany. Gustav Christopherson. Okay. Chris, Justice Gustav Christopherson. Okay. Are you Okay. Do you want me to do a German accent? Is that what you're implying? Yes. He's German. Yeah. He has to have an accent. I am I am good. Yeah. That's about it. I really How can you be good, Justice Gustafsson? You have a metal beam sticking out through your chest. A district attorney, go get the bad man who did who did explosions. Okay, Justice Gustafson, I'll never forget the day you appointed me DA. It was uh, the proudest moment of my life. Uh, I'm, I am dying. <laughs> uh, and then he dies. Oh. Tragic. But now you justice have motivation Gustafson, no. to get justice. Okay, I need justice. You need for justice. justice. Okay. All right. So we pick ourselves up. We dust off the pantsuit. We get up and we run out of the ru- the burning rubble of that once was the courthouse. Yes. And we pursue who we think is our childhood friend Dylan. Slash we saw, top we saw, suspect. Uh, current top suspect. That's right. Okay. But just as we're running down the street. We collapse immediately. Oh, my God. Realizing that we can't hear anything because the explosion has <laughs> popped one of our eardrums. Okay. We're, out, we're off balance. And, and, and you, we're, so we stumble? we're delusional. We stumble? We stumble toward a payphone. And okay. the payphone is ringing. Oh, my God. We pick you up go the payphone. Reach the, hello. And it says, I am coming for you. Oh my god, Russian mobster character. (laughs) Oh no. I am not Russian mobster. My name is uh, 
Leslie. Uh, Les- <laughs> Leslie. From payphone service. <laughs> Is your payphone working? Yes. We're going see. to get you the A. Cassie Thompson. <laughs> oh my God. Unless you meet us at dock in 24 hours. Oh my God. Five million dollar <gasps> bag. Oh my God. Five unmarked mi- bills. Oh my unmarked bills. This is terrifying. <laughs> okay. Wow. All right. I'm Cassie Thompson. What am I going to do? I need $5 million. I'm going to go to my drug, my drug supplier, right? He's <laughs> got to have $5 million, right? He's supplying all this crocodile to me. That's right. Makes perfect sense. You know, crocodile business wasn't what it was in the 1990s, so I'm not really sure. We'll have to go to him and find out. Okay. See see what's going on. So I go to the drug warehouse where I get the drugs. Okay, so it's drug warehouse on the front. Uh, It's kind of like Sam's Club. You need a membership, but you end up saving because you get it in bulk. Okay, so we go into drug warehouse, and Cassie... Uh, is stopped at the door by men with guns. Yes. Oh. And 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 what do the men with guns say to Cassie? They say, "There's no use coming here, Cassie Thompson. LeBron has already been kidnapped." <laughs> what? Levon. Levon has already been kidnapped. Levon, the 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 drug lord. He's already been yes. kidnapped. He's already been kidnapped. Who hasn't been kidnapped? This is and crazy. Then they say, "Don't you worry about it, Cassie Thompson." Oh my Your god, safe with us. Then what I I as Cassie Thompson would say is, "You you you bodyguard type men seem very unfazed that your boss has been kidnapped and is now missing. Why aren't you more concerned?" And they say, "Don't worry about it." Okay. 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 And and I as Cassie Thompson say that seems very reasonable. I will not be worried about it. Thank you. Hey, union break. We gotta go uh, home to our wife and kids. Gotta have a we'll see you later, sandwich. Cassie Thompson. Okay. And then they leave. <laughs> and they so, leave. So so what does Cassie Thompson do? Well, now that they've left, she's gonna go investigate. She enters. She enters the warehouse looking for. She clues. enters the drug then. And, and, and Looking Matt, for LeVron, LeVron. Matt, I'm going to give you an out here. If you'd like, at any point, we can go back to the fedora for another plot point, or we can keep telling the story. It's up to you. Let's let's keep telling the story. Okay. I don't need it quite the yet. The hat is here. Just tell me when you need the hat. I'm feeling like the wheels might be slowing down. We got all, all right. kinds of stuff in there. Sounds good. All right. Okay. Go into so, the warehouse. It's mostly abandoned, dimly lit. Uh, uh, dripping water, uh, concrete floors, very spooky. Um, what does Cassie stumble upon first in the warehouse? The first thing she sees is LeVron's favorite pen. LeVron's favorite pen. But it's been disassembled. Oh my goodness. The parts of the pen are actually forming an arrow. Like, see, oh like. Oh my god. He left her a clue. Yes. That's what Cassie Thompson thinks immediately because the top of the pen has been unscrewed. The little spring was stretched out really thin. It's almost like an arrow pointing directly at At a locked ottoman. A locked ottoman like one you would put your feet on. Yes, a, it's an ottoman with a, but it has a padlock. It has a a padlocked ottoman. Okay, <laughs> okay, sure. So, so Cassie, she she sees the arrow, she follows the clue, she goes to the ottoman, but it's locked. 
She does not have a key for it. She does not have a key for it, Matt. How is she going to get in the ottoman? Lucky for Cassie Thompson, her second ex-husband was a locksmith. Oh, going to a little backstory here. I love it. All right. And he taught her how to pick any lock using the spring from a from pen. And oh my god, this is like Pulitzer <laughs> stuff right here. I love it. Okay. So she goes and gets the spring of the pen. She configures it into the perfect lock pick. Mhm. And she proceeds to pick the lock of the ottoman. Okay. It takes it takes her a minute. She gets through it. The lock pops open effortless. She removes the lock, opens the padlock, and slowly, dramatically opens the lid to the ottoman. And inside, she finds she finds whatever's in that hat. Oh, we're going for the hat. We're, we're going, going for the, for the hat. What Let's does she what find she in finds. there? She finds blood everywhere. Oh my god! Blood. It's it's everywhere it's full the to the brim with blood. All right. There's blood everywhere inside everywhere. the ottoman. It's literally and, sloshing around. But right in the middle of all of the blood is a human ear. Oh, my God. Floating atop the ottoman full of blood. And yes. a bloodstained note. A bloodstained note. That says, C5... Seven two nine zero one. C five seven two nine zero one. Okay. C five seven two nine. Very cryptic. I'm writing it down. C five seven two nine zero one. And she flips the note over to the back. Yes. And the back of the note says the word alone oh i love it l o n e oh my god this is very i'm i am creeped out right now matt what does cassie do next she has the note an ear an ottoman full of blood what does she do next does she does she know what the clue on the note means she has no idea what the the c57201 might mean But she thinks that the word alone is actually an anagram for something. Oh, my God. Someone's playing with her mind. Yes, because she knows that alone, because she's a very good, uh, she's good with, with anagrams, she sees that it actually can be rearranged to form the word Elone. Elone? Oh, oh my, my god. god. And Elon. she realizes it's it all, all becoming back clear. To, it all becomes clear. She owes an Elone to the bank. To the bank. She owes bank. an e-loan to the bank. Matt, why <laughs> does she have an e-loan from the bank? I'm sorry, not the bank. Did I say the bank? 
Oh, she owes it to Morgan Stanley. Morgan Stanley. Morgan Stanley. The the professional wrestler. Morgan no. Stanley, who affectionately in the ring goes by the name the Bank. Morgan. <laughs> Morgan Stanley. In this world, in this fictional world that we have create that we are creating, uh-huh. is the name of a multi-billion-dollar oil refinery. Okay, right outside of Dallas, where this story is taking place. Okay, she owes them a lot of money because she buys the oil from them that's used in Crocodile. Oh, oh, okay. The oil is is essentially like boiled down to make crocodile. Okay. I think I think that's how it works. Okay. I'm pretty sure that's it's how a it byproduct works. of oil production. I guess probably. Who oh, knows? Okay. Sure. So then, she has to pay them a lot of money on the e loan. Okay. Right? Yeah. So 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 to recap, Dallas District Attorney slash drug dealer Cassie Thompson slash Carlita. Is in trouble. A courthouse has been blown up. A man on a payphone tells her uh, to meet him later. Yep. She immediately runs to her uh, drug dealer, her her supplier, who has gone missing. And inside of the warehouse, she finds a cryptic clue inside of an ottoman full of blood with an ear, a note, and an anagram that refers to an e-loan she took from Morgan Stanley billionaire oil refining uh, magnate who uh, who sells the oil to Cassie to make the crocodile she sells as Carlita. Oil byproduct. Oil byproduct. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. Okay, so we're on the same page here. So that's what's happening right now. And she needs the next step. She realizes it's getting dark. And she needs to go meet the gentleman that she spoke to on the phone. The Russian mobster uh, named Leslie. Yes. Okay. So she cut to, she goes to the docks, right? She doesn't know who she's going to meet, a mysterious Russian man over the phone. When she gets there, what is the first thing she sees? She's carrying a bag. Okay. And... What's in the bag? The bag is filled with money. The the money that she needs to pay this 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 Leslie. Okay, where did she get the money, Matt? Three million dollars. Yes, correct. Well, we're gonna find out. We're gonna okay. Find out about All right, that. don't want to jump right. ahead here. Okay, so, so she's yeah. got a bag. Three million dollars. Now that Leslie comes forward and she and he has uh, what appears to be the figure of a man with a a sack over his head, hands tied behind his back. And it appears that he's in some pretty rough shape. Oh, my goodness. Also looks like he's been profusely bleeding from the ear. Wow. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, you can see the blood stains on the bag. And right, it's, let... it's, 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 there are three. There are three burly Russian mobsters. Uh-huh. Led by Leslie. Led by Leslie. Of course, Leslie. Cassie's there. What did you do to him? Who yeah, is they... that? What is in the bag, Leslie? Please do give us the money first. I got your money, but you got to show me he's still alive. Mm, she is the feisty one, <laughs> is she not? Okay. You win this time, Leslie. We will show you who it is under the bag. They, they take... walk over. They grab the sack that's covering the man's head. Mm-hmm. They pull the sack off. 
surprise, it's her second ex-husband, the locksmith. What? Oh, Another character? What? This is and crazy. he says, Leslie, I was just making some tea, and these burly men broke into my house, and they kidnapped me. He's played by Michael Caine. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, uh, then what did they do? How how did you lose your he ear? He says, don't believe a thing that they've told you. And Leslie says, oh, no. It's Chris. Chris Christofson. Okay. My ex, second ex-husband. Okay, well, okay. Here's your stupid money, and then she throws the bag of money at them, but it's not money. There are live crabs in the bag. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They fall she out of has the bag. A, a and live they go all crab. over the Russian mobsters, and they go, oh, no, and they get distracted. And, and she goes, says, run. Let's go run. And she grabs Chris. Uh, Chris. But before she can get away, one of the mobsters breaks free and shoots Chris right in the back of the head. Oh my god. He falls down and just as the lights are starting to dim, he says to her, C5 72901. Oh my god. <laughs> the ten and then with his last breath, he repeats the code that was on the note next to his severed ear. And then and he, he says, dies. No, what is he, he says? Say? What was once must never be again. What was once must never <laughs> be again. You might want to write this down. What was once will never. <laughs> okay. Okay. And then does he die? And then he dies. And then he dies. He perishes, bleeding out on the pier. Meanwhile, in the background, the three Russian mobsters are still fending off crabs. What does nope, Cassie... they're done. They fed it off the crabs, and now they've got Cassie under their custody. Oh, my God. Cassie they... Thompson, head DA of Dallas. And they say, you're going to come with us. We have something to show you. Oh, my God. And so they put a sack over her head, throw her in a car. Where does she end up, Matt? She ends up in the sewers in where the, the operation sewer. is taking place. The famous Dallas sewers. Yes. <laughs> the Dallas sewers. And it turns out that they're going to let her in on a big secret. Oh, my God. A big secret, Matt. They're using the old oil refineries outside of Dallas to power a spaceship. Okay, the refineries <laughs> are powering spaceships. They're actually, the digging that they're doing, they're using the kinetic energy in the oil drills to power the engines of a very large spaceship because they're bringing the cosmonaut program back. Okay, I didn't realize it left, but... The they're cos- saying to, well, the Soviet-era cosmonaut Okay. Program. And she she she's in the sewers. They pull the bag off her head, and and she she meets the leader, who is one of the bodyguards from the bodyguard oh she was talking God. to. Drug dance. Of course. 
and he said, hey, we said we're union, right? We didn't tell you it was Soviet Union. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. That's when you cut to commercial. Boom. Brilliant. Great end of act. All right. We return. Cassie Thompson, Dallas DA slash drug dealer, captured by Soviet-era mobsters in the <laughs> Dallas sewers, letting her in on a giant conspiracy. That's right. The Soviet Union is back and is launching spaceships using the power of oil drills from U.S. refineries owned by billionaire Morgan Stanley. Stan. Wow. This is shocking. Wow. Now, Cassie is 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 very surprised. She's been through a lot today. A courthouse explosion, the the death of her drug dealer, as well as her locksmith. Uh, well, actually, we don't know if her drug dealer died. He just went missing. We know uh, the lock lock pick is dead. Uh, we know there's a cryptic code. Yeah. Matt, what's next? What? C five seven two nine zero one is the code. Interesting. Right? A code. Hmm. That's the code she found in the uh, in the uh, locked ottoman. In the filled with blood, yes, filled correct. with blood and a human ear. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. All right. So now she's in there. She's in their hideout. They're, they've explained their plan to her, and Which she says, is... "What has this all got to do with me?" And she and then the uh, mobster, the teamster, mobster slash Soviet cosmonaut. Spy. program leader yes he's the leader of the program and he says hey what's it not got to do with you sweet cheeks and he says we need somebody like you to go up into space to test our rocket oh, okay if you don't go we're gonna tell everybody about your secret uh, carlita holy shit you're telling he me the Brooklyn-accented Soviet <laughs> Union cosmonaut spy was the one blackmailing her the whole time? Oh, shit. I don't know. Is that what I said? I don't know. Is that what that you said? seems to be what's happening. Oh, my God. It's been a conspiracy the whole time. They didn't think they'd have to kidnap her and bring her in. No, they, they thought just... they could do it from a distance. Yeah. They brought her in. But when the explosion at the courthouse was triggered, they knew the plan had to kick into overdrive and they had to bring her in. Now she's in. She's part of their. She's part of their system. She's part of or their is she? scheme. Or is she? Or is she? All right, Matt. She was brought in. They are threatening to expose her secret unless she goes along with the plan. That's right. Then what does she do? Idea hat. Idea we need, hat. We need an idea hat. Okay, I'm going to warn you. I hope, I, hope you, I hope you like what I pull because I wrote these ahead of time. <laughs> All right, Cassie. Wakes up in a hospital room. Wait, what? Oh, what a twist! What a twist! She wakes up in a hospital room. Okay, she's now in the in the she, hospital room. Someone hits her over the head. She blacks out and wakes up in a hospital room. She says, "What was that? Was that all just a dream? Was that just a dream?" And she looks around the hospital room, but it's something seems a little off. Hmm. There's no. I mean, if, if if this were a hospital room, there'd be doctors, right? I don't see any doctors. And she also and as a matter of fact, I don't see any nurses either. And she looks around. She notices, that, why is there no television in this room? There's televisions in all the rooms, and oh. and I don't see. There's no phone either. This is this is quite strange. She gets out of her bed and goes into the hallway. What does she then see? 
she's not in the hospital room. Oh my god. She's on a spaceship. Oh my Oh no. Boom. Holy she's, shit. They they put her on the spaceship and she only thought she was in a hospital room because she was delusional it from was the kind blow of, she took to the head. I was about to say, that's kind of a shitty ruse because you figured it out in like two <laughs> seconds. It wasn't a ruse, it was just a delusion. It was a delusion. She she gets clarity, she realizes she wasn't in a hospital room. She is on a spaceship. Now, this is a spaceship you're telling me that's already in space? She looks out the window and she can't tell if she's already in space or if it's just the night sky she's looking at. Above but she can't Dallas, see, Texas, yes. She can't see anything around her. Oh save God. for one bright green light. Wow. Coming from the, in the distance. Wow. Okay. Bright green light. She's in what is clearly a spaceship. Okay, what does she do next? She's sitting at the control panel. Oh my god, she goes into the cockpit. She sees on the screen, it says C5. God. It's the launch code (laughs) for the ship! And she quickly remembers that she knows binary code and in binary code if you change the one to a zero that powers the system off because one is on and zero is off it's brilliant so she types in seven two nine zero (gasps) zero instead of zero one oh my god because she doesn't want to turn the ship on she wants to turn it off so then as soon as she does that She's able to open the door and escape to realize that she is still in Dallas, Texas. Oh, my God. She stumbles out of the ship. And what is before her? And right in front of her is a big statue of Vladimir Lenin. Oh, my God. She's not in Texas. She's in Moscow. Oh, my God. She wakes up in a... What she thinks is a hospital room, but it turns out it is a spaceship. She powers it down. She walks out, and she is in Moscow, Russia. Mm. That is insane. Wow. So now she's in Moscow, Russia. Yes. And the 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 Russian cosmonauts are all around her. They're they're testing the launch sequence. They're working on computers and machines and stuff because <laughs> she's in their base because she just yes. escaped from the rocket. And then she realizes... What she can do now is she can uh, un, she can take she can expose their whole plan. Oh my god, from the inside. Yeah. So she's going to go around and she takes out her she quickly takes out her iPhone mm-hmm. and starts taking pictures of the whole operation and putting them on Twitter. Oh shit. Oh man. Cuz everyone and, follows the Dallas DA on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. She's really popular. And luckily, who's her best? Who's her one of her top friends on Twitter? Who? Morgan Stanley, Mo- billionaire oil <laughs> billionaire, refinery owner, eccentric billionaire oil refinery owner. Morgan Stanley sees what they're doing. Yeah, and she's able to take pictures of the oil refineries that are indirectly powering this cosmonaut program. Yes. As, um. Uh, what the uh, union? guy whose name happens to be um brian okay uh brian the union rep 
he comes out and he says, hey, I thought we told you to stay in the cockpit. And she goes, oh, no, it's Brian. And he goes, that's right. Now we're going to have to put an end to you. And the whole DA program. And <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Keep then going. Right, but, all right. And then they're about to apprehend her. But right before it happens, the roof opens up and a helicopter appears. On the tail of the helicopter, it says Stanley Enterprises. Oh, Morgan shit. Stanley's there. Oh, shit. This is where and, we learn he's not a villain. No, he's well. I mean, it really depends on how you look at it. Oh. Depends on your point of view. Oh, the antihero, anyway, love it. He, yeah, he's because he's definitely you know he's he's uh he's definitely anti-union, but at the same time, he will really go and bat for the little guy. He's oh, just one of those it. CEOs. Love it. So if he's a bad guy or a good guy, it really depends. But anyway, in this case, he's going. He's there to save uh, Cassie Thompson. And he parachutes out of the helicopter with a... Which seems really unnecessary. Yes, okay. And he says, your game is through, Brian. The union guy. Fedorkov. Fedorkovsky. Uh Uh-huh. The Soviet. And he says, oh no, looks like my plan is through. But you haven't seen the last of me. Brian Sidorkovsky. Okay. And he flies away in the jetpack. No one knows where he went. And then she says, but there's only one thing. Thank you, Morgan Stanley, but there's only one thing I have left to do. Yes. She says, I have to kill you. What? And he goes, what? She pulls what around and whips out a gun. This is shocking. She whips out a gun and aims it at his head. Point blank. This is unbelievable. And she said, he says, why? And she says, because you haven't paid your price for blowing up the DA courtroom. Oh my God, it was Morgan Stanley. How did she figure it out? Let's go back and look at the clues. Oh my God, they were there the whole time. Number one, Ottoman. Okay. Morgan Stanley. Oh my God. Always keeps his ottoman locked no matter what he yes he's he's very it. particular about the he's safety of his ottoman extremely cautious i forgot about that information and only she would have known also think about it that uh warehouse of hers also happens to be right next to morgan stanley refineries Oh my god, it was owned so by a shell corporation. Oh my god. I wow. Can't believe this. And of course, who else would have access to the quantity of blood needed to fill an entire ottoman? Probably a doctor. Probably a doctor. Dr. Morgan Dr. Stanley. Dr. Morgan Stanley. That's oh my right. god. Oh shit. This is it shocking. All up. It all it all fits together. Except for one important question. What happened to LeVron? That is also a good question. <laughs> we never addressed My that. question was, why did Morgan Stanley blow up the courthouse? He could because he was in on it. He was in on the whole crocodile scheme. He was supplying them with his oil with the oil. And he knew that 
if the if the if the if the Brian the the union guy exposed Cassie as a drug dealer, he would be implicated in the whole thing, and it would take down his billion dollar empire. But we're forgetting one thing. And what is that, Matt? What once was must never be again. Ah. And just then, what happens in the cosmonaut facilities? But a giant crater opens up. Oh, my God. Crawling out of the crater is a gigantic pterodactyl-like creature that is actually has been kept there the whole time. Oh my god. By the Soviets and and Morgan Stanley, well he's dead now, but Cassie grabs his flamethrower that he was holding, defeats the monster and says what once was must never be again. Wow. Wow. That is a hell of a twist. Matt, I, I think No, don't applaud that. I think you get a round don't of applause. Don't applaud that. I... No, I don't deserve a round of applause. No one does Matt, for that. You that have was a trap of mind. Uh, Matt, we're out of time. Holy cow. That is how the story ends. What a story we told today. What a story. It, it went every, from all across, from Dallas, Texas, to Moscow, Russia, from, from spaceships to crocodile, to Ottomans and courthouses, to pterodactyls and Morgan Stanley. Matt, I doubt our viewers had fun. I know I had fun, and I think that's really what matters. I had a good time. I that had was a good fun. Time. I enjoyed it. I like these exercising is like the creative part of my brain. This this improv sort of thing is is fun. So uh, I'm you know I'm a, a big I fan. I like it. I and, think we should do it more often. And the good news is, if we ever want to do it again, I still got some suggestions oh, left in very the cool. in the in the fedora hat. So all right, put it with the other. Hats. Well, if we haven't alienated all of our viewers. We'll be back next week <laughs> with Listen, another cool I will show. assure our listeners and viewers that next week will be a normal program. <laughs> the kind you have come to expect. Not, no more shenanigans for a couple weeks, I, I promise. Goldilocks uh, Zone. What is normal? What is normal? Anyway. Exactly. Um, well, good. Well, that was fun. I hope everyone out there joined, uh, enjoyed it as much as we did. Um Let's do questions, and then uh, we'll wrap up after that. We have to do last week's question. Now, if you remember, Matt, last week we did comic strips, the Sunday funnies, all your favorite, and we asked the question, what are the best and worst comic strip mashups you can think of taking two uh, characters from two different strips, bringing them together, uh, and seeing what happens? It's an interesting question. Uh, would you like a? Uh, would you like me to go first, Matt, or would you like to go first? Um, I would go first. I, 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 I answered this question last week after our show. Yes. I don't remember what my answer was, but I really liked it. I, and I wish I, remember. I would remember it. You remember what it I was? I do. We. I think I do, and and it was that uh, the the kid from Zitz should yes, enroll with Beetle Bailey. Zitz. The kid from Zitz gets drafted into the army, and he's in the Beetle Bailey comic. Yes. That's the crossover, yes. Zitz and Beetle Bailey. And yeah. then I just thought, in another crossover, he could intern at Dilbert's company as well. Oh, okay. And I think that would be an interesting, <laughs> an interesting crossover. And then he comes home to his pet cat, Garfield. <laughs> just, just put the guy from Zitz in every comic. <laughs> just show, Just hanging out with the family from Family Circus for no reason. Or John Arbuckle invites Dilbert home 
to meet Garfield. But then Dilbert quickly realizes, because he's, he's very perceptive, realizes that John Arbuckle is a sociopath mm. and leaves mm. immediately. Interesting. Yeah, I think that, I, I could see that happen. It's a good idea. So, yeah. I, w- I was also thinking I, I would be interested to have John Arbuckle from Garfield hang out with uh, the guy from Blondie and just talk about okay. how emasculated both of them are. Yeah, it'd be like that. Would, it'd just be sad. I don't that know. That would work out pretty well. Yeah. Or we could have, and then bring in the dad from Family Circus as well, and just have like the <laughs> the emasculated dads club. Yes, love it. I don't know. I feel like the dad from Family Circus is is one of those dads that would like just not take any any guff from anybody. Secretly, deep down, I bet he was like secretly CIA. At one point, and like yeah, has military experience. That. He's probably the director of the CIA. Yeah. yeah, this is just his cover family. Some real green beret type. Mm. Oh, definitely. Mm. Real class. He saw some things. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Right. Wow. Oh. Well, this has been quite the show. It has. It has. We do have a question for next week. Uh, we Matt, Matt and I, we, we took our shots at being creative. Um, you can be the judge if it was any good. Our question is, what's your take on the ending of our story? How would you change it? How would you continue it? We want to know your thoughts. <laughs> In your imagination, what you think life would be like with Cassie Thompson, DA slash drug dealer, um, and her, her merry band of characters. Uh, what, whatever happened to Brian, the union guy who jet-packed away uh did cassie survive her fight with the pterodactyl um and, and what's next for um our, our merry band of characters we want to hear from you at goldilocks show on twitter as and always what happened to Levron? and what happened to Levron? i don't know we'll it's, have to find out we want to know from you at goldilocks show or uh goldilocks show at gmail.com as well um thanks everybody for watching remind everybody goldilocks show.com is website and of course get all our audio episodes at uh, soundcloud.com slash goldilocks show we're available on youtube itunes stitcher radio and most places podcasts are available as well um be sure to check us out there we'll be back next time with a regular episode topic tbd um it should be an exciting one matt anything else you'd like to tell the fans at home before we conclude mm, next time you write a story make sure you have longer than 30 minutes to tell it <laughs> Really great creative writing advice. It takes, Matt. It takes a lot of thought. It does. Like, take I'm ready. A lot. I'm ready for bed now because I spent a lot of, <laughs> a lot of thinking. Imagine if we had gotten a few beers and you. A lot of brain cells. Yeah. Oof. All right. Very cool. Well, but thanks. it was a fun time. We did. I thought. It, hey, listen. We had fun. That's why fun. we do the show, Matt. Right. As long as we have fun, the fans will have fun. That's right. That's exactly it. Well, we're be- fun people. We are fun people. I love it. On behalf of Matt, I'm Sean. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on the Goldilocks Zone. <laughs>